Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Round five of the NRL kicks off tomorrow. And, of course, that means Supercoach round five kicks off as well. It's been a wild season so far for classic players. And one of my good mates, Cozzy, he's currently sitting eighth overall in Supercoach Classic. Eighth out of 130-odd thousand or whatever it is. A pretty impressive milestone for him. Very early in the season, he understands that there's a long way to go. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Because he's made a brilliant start, and he's a really knowledgeable guy when it comes to Supercoach. So I thought I'd grab him on and get him to tell his story so far this year, the approaches that he's used, the different strategies that he's applied. Uh, it's a good little chat with one of my good mates, and fingers crossed he can hold on to it and finish number one at the end of the season. Let's kick it off. Cozzy, welcome back, mate. We obviously had you on here uh, a couple of weeks ago. You are in my draft comp, but it's classic that you've been flying this year. Unfortunately not draft, mate, but, you know, can only take what I can get, really. It's a uh, it's an old saying in our con that we're focusing on classic when you go on like a busted, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not too bad. Look, I'm sitting eight, two and two, but not quite how good I'm going in classic. There's uh, there's a couple of usual suspects that'll definitely be listening to this one that would give their right arm to be two and two just quietly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get text messages from them all the time. So, mate, currently in our draft comp, you're sitting, I believe, eighth out of sixteenth. Yep. Uh, in classic, you're currently sitting eighth out of one hundred and thirty thousand. Unreal. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a good start, mate. Um, a few things have fallen my way, but uh, yeah, best start I've ever had, obviously. What's the uh, what's the best placing that you've ever had, Matt, at the end of the season? At the end of the season, I think it was low 200s, like around 210 maybe. I've, I've been as high as 50 um, by the midpoint of the season, but um, I've never actually cracked the top 50 at any point. And mate, safe to assume you obviously had Pappenhausen as your skipper this week? Yeah, yeah. I, I was tossing that up at the start of the week. I thought everyone was, you know, there were a lot of really good options in terms of Cody and uh, Teddy and um, Cleary, and I had all of them. Um, and after a bit of thinking, I went with Pat, and that's paid off. But I was I was already 24th, I think, before this week. So um, I was sitting well even before captaining him. Would have been very interesting if you would have captained someone else, how far you would have dropped. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of big falls, but I think if I didn't captain him, I still would have ended up getting the 1400s maybe. So, 
maybe hopefully not too far, but definitely better to cap an in than not. No doubt about it. And, mate, tell me, heading into round one, what were your strategies that you were using this year? Obviously, you've probably learned a lot of hard lessons over the years. What sort of a strategy did you have heading into season 2021? Yeah, I'm, my tactic over the over the years has, has always been to try to avoid those mid-range guys as much as possible and just go absolute guns and absolute cheapies. This year, it was a little bit harder because they just weren't cheapies in every position and, and some of them, you know, the cheapies are still nearly 300K. So I had to actually get in a few mid-ranges and most of the ones I did actually flopped. But um, so my trades have been to, to fix my team in terms of getting the right guns in. But luckily most of the guns I picked at the start, even, even some of the, um, you know, just borderline guns like Barnett uh, and Toe have really flown and I've had them since the start of the season. So that's, that's really paid off for me. Mate, we'll get to your trades in a minute because they've been crucial. But tell me, what's been your biggest regret so far? Uh, I probably started with, of a, um, a pod move in the halves. I obviously had Cleary at halfback, but then I went with uh, Dill Brown at 5'8 and CHT as my backup halfback. Um, I, I was pretty high on both of them. I was pretty high on both of them in draft as well. I ended up getting Dill Brown in draft. I sort of was tossing up Dill Brown and Jerome Luai, and if I had started with Jerome Luai, I think I'd be in a better position now. And, and CHT, he didn't even look that great until he got injured, so that one was a bit of a flop. Tell me, mate, what's one risk that you took at the start of the season that's paid dividends for you? Uh, I think because of the lack of um, cheapies, I actually decided to do something that I don't usually do. And I ran with two nuffs on my bench, just blokes who weren't even going to play. I, I think it was, I've still got them. It was Hayes Dunster and um, uh, Tui Simpkins from the from the uh, West Tigers. Not particularly because I think they were going to play during the season, but I thought they weren't too far off and they had pretty friendly draws in order to loophole them. But I, I've usually tried to start with a full team of 25 players, but I, I found that was too hard this year to do and still you know have the guns you want so cutting down to two knives actually helped me get a few of the guns like Toto um, and Angus Crichton or you know Pappenhausen that I wouldn't have been able to afford otherwise so that one's really paid off for me. Mate there was plenty of injuries that essentially decided season 2020 for a lot of super coach players season 2021 it's starting to look eerily similar unfortunately have you copped many of those? Not really mate other than CHT going down but I I was honestly at the point where I was probably going to trade him out anyway because he just wasn't getting the points. Um, you know, everyone has happened, Cleary, and, and they both missed a week. But other than that, I've, I've been pretty smooth sailing so far. Touch wood. Mate, take me through your trades. Uh, round one, Dylan Brown for Cody Walker, Angus Crichton to Fafita. Tell me the thought process there. Well, I, having watched round one, I, I, Dylan Brown's base is always great, but he switched to the right and he just wasn't getting involved. And I didn't really like the look of him. I was prepared to give him another couple of weeks, but Angus got suspended, uh, Angus Crichton, and that actually gave me the opportunity to play around with my sort of, you know, downgrade Crichton to uh, David Fafita and then upgrade Dylan Brown to Cody, which I, I just really liked the way my team looked after I did that. Now, mate, I, I guess in hindsight, the David Fafita move is a sensational one, but thinking back to round one, the Titans weren't overly impressive there. Uh, and he, I think he only played 70 minutes or 60 minutes even and it came out afterwards that he'd actually been in hospital in the lead up but watched a bit of that game from memory and he, he looked good when he did get the ball he just wasn't getting heaps of it and he looked pretty buggered at the end of the game so I was, I was happy to um, bank that he was actually in pretty good nick if it wasn't for the hospital stay and the Titans were looking to give him plenty of early ball and, and that's really paid off since and mate being one of the more loyal South Sydney fans of all time <laughs> I don't think you needed an invite to get Cody Walker in just quietly uh, 
no, if I had been able to afford him in my uh, round one team, he would have definitely been in. I'm actually looking maybe to sell him this week because I took it as a dangerous play. Uh, but yeah, look, it, it's hard to hard to sit on the sideline and, and watch a South game and, and not have anyone from the team um, in your fantasy team, that's for sure. Uh, as the owner of Cody Walker in our draft comp, I, I think I would be considering uh, trading him out this week too. Uh, if he's not scoring tries, it's it's not looking like there's much there at the moment, is there? He's obviously a great support player and he, he's getting a lot of tries backing up support. But we looked, particularly last week, to be trying to work on our right side a bit more, um, the Campbell Graham and Adam Reynolds side of the field. So I just don't know. He's, he's, his stats have been, in Supercoach have been really pumped up this year. By, I think he's already had five tries in four games. Uh, obviously, that's not really sustainable. So I'm a little bit worried that, you know, once the tries drop off, there's, there's not really that much behind him. He's still going to have big games, but um, maybe it's the Latrell impact that just, I don't know. I'm not super confident in him anymore. Mate, take me to round two. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita, he gets injured. You swap him out for Sean O'Sullivan, SOS as we call him. Matty Moylan makes a move. You bring in Jaden Braley there. I imagine that one was a massive move for you. Yeah, I mean, Bailey was hard to miss out on. He was, was looking so good and had such a, a big price um, change. That was right before the price changes kick in. And uh, Moylan was really my only way to get to him. I wasn't too disappointed in what Moylan had done, and he's been probably better since. But he wasn't making a huge amount of cash, and, and Bailey was. So that was that was pretty straightforward. Serge, I, I needed to get a replacement for him, and there was really nothing around that price range. So the only option was to go all the way down to... Sean O'Sullivan, and that could fund, you know, give me a few funds for my moves the following week. And actually, I think Sean O'Sullivan punched out 80 odd on his debut for the Warriors. So that was a bit of luck I fell into as well. Mate, take me to round three. Uh, Brandon Smith's still in your side at this point. You swap him out for Angus Crichton. You bring him back. Then you got Jacob Little, who you make the move to Josh Schuster. I'm loving the look of Schuster just quietly. Yeah, he looks great. Um, uh, it's always a question mark. Well, this year it is at Manly whether he's going to hold down an edge once everyone gets back. But I think it'd be hard for us to dump him. He looks pretty good. Um, and even if he goes to a bench roll, he'll still make money for a couple of more weeks before he needs to be flicked. So I'm, I'm really hoping he stays or goes to 5 eight, But um, I'm happy with him at the moment. And um, yeah, the the plan with Angus Crichton had always been to bring him back in after his suspension. I think he was suspended in round one. Oh, sorry, suspended for round two. And then he played south in round three. So I was always going to wait those two weeks and bring him back in for round four. And uh, I was really hoping Brandon Smith had, had been more like a 60 average player than a low 50s player. So he, he hadn't quite got the stats. So that was an easy trade for me with the funds I'd, I'd saved from the week before. But heading into round four this week, what sort of changes are you looking at? Uh, look, I've used all my trades so far and you know I'm sitting eight. So I, I kind of feel like I need to be aggressive and keep using them to maintain my position. But if I do that, I'm going to run out of trades very quickly. So the part of my brain that's telling me to make trades is is being, at the moment, shouted down by the part telling me to save it. So that could change. Heading into round five, mate, what changes are you looking at for this week? I'm still looking at them at the moment, mate, uh, in, in advance of round five. I, I'm sitting in eighth, obviously, and I, I, I want to keep it that way. So I think I need to play pretty aggressively with my trades. But if I do that, I'm going to run out of trades very early. So I'm in a bit of a dilemma. I really want to get Jerome Luai in for Cody Walker, but um, I'm not sure if I want to burn both my trades this week on that. Definitely the other one, I'll be moving out Kurt Capewell um, in my centres. I think he's, he's sort of got decent scores, but they've all been down to attacking stats so far, and he isn't playing 80 minutes. So if he goes a game without attacking stats, then 
you know, his, his super coach scores are going to drop off a cliff. So I'm looking to upgrade him to either maybe Blake Ferguson or even Val Holmes at the Cowboys, but be worried about his job security at fullback there. And then definitely do that trade. And it's whether I, I, I keep risking it for the biscuit and, and chase points by upgrading Cody Walker to Jerome Luai. And, mate, is there anyone in this competition that you just know that you don't have now that you know you definitely want to have at the back end of this season? I think there's always a few of them. It's hard to watch players like Munster and, and even Jerome Luai so far this year, Damian Cook, um, Harry Grant when he gets back. It's hard to watch them run around and pump out 80s and know you don't have them. Um, <laughs> it, it's, I wish we could fit more than two fullbacks in. I'm always a sucker for getting Turbo in as soon as he comes back, but I might actually have to sit on my hands this year and, and keep riding Pappy and Teddy. Mate, you mentioned uh, risking it for the biscuit and me knowing you pretty well. Pretty conservative <laughs> type. Uh, I would say a dash of tomato sauce on your schnitzel is a gamble for you. Uh, yep. It's very out of character for you. <laughs> well, look, it's also out of character for him to be sitting eighth at the, uh, you know, round four of the season. So, um, look, it's a new world. We'll see. Are we nervous or what? Yeah, it's funny, actually. Um, you know, there's... You don't get any money for coming eight unless you're still there at the end of the season, and that's you know four or five months away. So it's weird to be nervous about it now, but um, it's definitely a new experience. Mate, you know better than me. Have many of the past winners have they been up this early um, in the competition? Um, I don't know many of them. I think a few have, have generally got into the top hundred by about round seven or eight, and then sort of stayed there after that. I, I don't think that applies to everyone, but I, I don't know of many who have got up this high this early so that's probably a bad sign but we'll see maybe I can save a couple of trades and stay here and mate just so uh, just so the people listening have some sort of idea you're coming 8th uh, how far behind you are from, from first place um, I think I'm about 130 points but I'm only I'm only 20 odd off third the bloke coming first is about 60 or 70 out in front already and then the bloke coming second is, is another 60 out so there's the top 2 and then from third down it's, it's really close how many, uh, how many teams have you got going this year? Oh, mate, only one. You know me. Don't know if I buy it. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I barely have time for a classic in a draft team. So I, I don't know how I manage with two classic teams, put it that way. Mate, uh, fingers crossed in a couple of months, beers are on you. You've come home with first place. Uh, would be sensational to see. Oh, look, that'd be great, yeah. Might have to open the wallet and see what flies out. <laughs> Danger zone. <laughs> thanks Cos mate I really appreciate it all the best over the next few weeks we might have to check in in a month or so and see how we're travelling fingers crossed we're still smiling yeah. cheers Gura I could be you know sitting in the corner of the room crying by then but well, that might be a good podcast to do anyway secretly I'm kind of hoping for it <laughs> we'll see thank you mate Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 